What's up, guys? Happy Friday. Welcome to the Sports Spectrum Podcast. I am Jason Romano. This is the best of Sports Spectrum 2023. All week, we've been looking back at some of our favorite episodes here on the Sports Spectrum Podcast. We've had a lot of fun looking back at the world of softball with Patty Gasso, the world of the NFL with Kirk Cousins and Brock Purdy, and of course, the world of boxing with George Foreman. Today, we're going to the NBA. And we talked to Boston Celtics head coach Joe Mazzulla back in October, early October, here on the show. And he had quite the season previously, right? Like he was an assistant coach with Boston. All of a sudden, he was thrusted into the head coaching job. And when I found out that I was going to have the opportunity to talk to him and have him on our podcast, I really was excited not just to talk to him about basketball, that's always fun, or even coaching, but to talk about leadership to talk about humility, and to talk about his faith in Jesus. How did that come about? How does he live out his faith as an, a coach in the NBA? So this was a lot of fun talking to Joe Mazzulla, Boston Celtics head coach. I've been a Celtics fan since 1980, a long time. And so it was an honor to talk to the Celtics lead man, Joe Mazzulla. This is back in October, just a couple months ago, as we look back on the best of Sports Spectrum's podcast. 2023. Take a listen to Joe Mazzulla. I think the best place to start is where we try to always start on this show, and that's to start with the Lord, start with Jesus. Let's just have you share who that is to you. Who is Christ to you? That's a uh, great question. And, um, you know, it's definitely some, that perception is always evolving, right? As you grow as a person, as you learn, as you study, um, it's always evolving. And, and, you know, the part of him that I I kind of resonate the most with is like his leadership style um, and who he was just as a person. And if you peel back the onion, if you take away like if you just take away the spirituality, if you take away everything and you look at just the values and his leadership style and how he approached his daily life, uh, it was just a so interesting, so amazing and so much to learn from. And so there's many different lenses you can look at Jesus from. There's many different ways you can learn from him and and you know I go in and out of those ways throughout my journey but one of the ways that I try to you know really stay into is like who was he as a leader um regardless of anything else there's a reason why you know 2023 years later that there's people still talking about him and so like he did something right and um you know just learning from that um those leadership values is is, is fun yeah that's that that Matthew twenty twenty eight, I think, is the scripture where Jesus says, I came not to be served, but to serve. And I feel like that alone, it, it speaks to the opposite of what I think a lot of the world may look at as a leader. How does that scripture or even just that mindset of Jesus as a as a servant um, played into the way that you go and lead? Yeah, um, I mean, listen, I'm not perfect at it. Um, you know, sure. there's... I can say that I'm a servant leader, but there's probably times where I'm just, I'm prideful. And, you know, and I think it's just understanding that I do think I try to take the approach of just, you know, how can you look at things from other's perspectives? How can you be there for other people? How can you um, just, just be there to help. Right. And, um, and so I, I, I try to not to use the servant leadership too much because I'm probably not great at it uh, all the time. Hmm. Um, but the one thing I try to look at it is like, you know, God has given us all, unique gifts, abilities, opportunities, and how do we use those for the better of people around us? You know, like how do we use what God has given us to 
move your organization forward, move the world forward, just try to leave it a little bit better than you found it. And so that's kind of how I try to look at it. Um, yeah. You know, you look at, you know, the verse you said, I came uh, to serve it. I'll take it a step further. One of my favorite is like, you don't go to the doctor when you're healthy. Like I didn't come to help. Uh, I forget which one exactly it is, but he's essentially saying like, yes, I came for the sick, not for the healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And it's like, you know, it's don't, it's like that fundamental principle of like, you know, we're all in this together from the standpoint of like, we all have great things about us, but you know, we all have things that we want to work on and improve upon. And like, it's just navigating that duality and, and, and trying to learn and grow and become a better person. Like, you know, as much as you can. Mm. You started the coaching world after you finished playing, uh, you were younger then, obviously, and you grow and you learn, like you say, how, how is the evolution of that in terms of the way that you lead from faith, from Jesus helped you on this journey in terms of the way you've grown in your walk with the Lord? Yeah. I mean, I think it comes down to, you know, simply an identity and purpose. You know, I think, um, you know, when you go from being a basketball player and doing it your entire life to having the game taken for you or time running out, whatever the case may be, you start to lose that sense of purpose and you start to lose that identity because it's been in one thing for such a long time. And so I went through a small phase of like, you know, being purposeless, like not really knowing what my journey was and not really knowing what my identity was. And, and um, you know, I had to make a fundamental change and, and say like, you know, my identity is in Christ regardless of what I do because I put it in playing for such a long time and now I'm not. And so there's so many other fleeting things that you can put an identity into and just really tried to recommit myself, um, you know, to my identity in Christ. And then, you know, once you're able to do that, uh, I feel like it's easier to find your purpose. I feel like it's easier. Okay. Like what, you know, what is it that God is calling you to? What are the, the, the things that he's given you and how do you use those things uh, to make the, to make it a better place? Yeah. How has your journey kind of evolved? Take us through your journey of faith growing up, and maybe even it was there a moment, you know, I feel like for me, at least when I was 27, there was a moment where my brother came and said, Hey, I want to introduce you to Christ. And he mm -hmm. kind of walked me through this. And I said, yes, Chris, I'm in, I'm, I'm all in on this. I don't understand it all. I'm certainly not perfect still to this day. Not perfect, obviously, but there was a moment. Was there a moment for you or was it kind of a progression for you? Uh, I mean, I think it's more of a progression. I think there's ups and downs, ebbs and flows. There's, there's moments that you can pick out that like, small recommitments, you know, yeah. um, fortunate enough, I grew up, um, you know, going to a Catholic school, um, being in a Christian community, being in the church, like I've always had a foundation for it. Um, you know, I think once I got to college, I kind of lost a little bit of it just because I was out of my comfort zone. I didn't have the spiritual foundation that I did and the comfort level that I did for so many years in in grade school and high school. And, you know, I'd say, I think I'd say I'd a major recommitment for me was when I graduated and I wasn't playing. And uh, I would say before, I'd say like when I hurt my shoulder mm. and I was done playing for a year, uh, I had the game taken away from a year. Like that was when I was really lost from an identity standpoint because, you know, I had never had a significant injury like that. And I, I had put so much stock into being a basketball player uh, for that year that I wasn't. And so I say that was a major recommitment. It was like, okay, um, you know, I want to put my identity somewhere else. Um, you know, that's more foundational, that's stronger, that's more long lasting. And then another recommitment uh, when I graduated, and it was like, okay, you know, do I want to go play overseas for a small level job and it's probably not going to last long? And, or do I want to go to something uh, that's more 
purposeful and something that, you know, God might be calling me to do, uh, you know, for the long run. Uh, and then just constantly small ones throughout there, you know, like um, getting married, having having kids and changing jobs. Like I feel like you have to constantly recommit yourself to Christ, recommit yourself to to his promise, recommit uh, to your identity and, and at the same time work on it. You mentioned having kids. How did becoming a dad yourself help you see God as father, help you see the Lord maybe differently? <laughs> That's funny. I, one of the things um, throughout you know, this journey, it's like how we view God will be how we view others, you know, mm -hmm. and like our relationship with God is essentially a reflection of our relationship with other people. And, you know, that is kind of been interesting for me is, is I felt like over the last maybe five to eight years, I've really made a commitment to studying like grace and, and what real love is and understanding, um, you know, and, and how I'm able to accept God's grace or how I'm able to accept his love is going to be how I'm able to give it to my kids or my wife or people. And so it's something that I've really been, uh, you know, focused on the last few years is grace, love, understanding, mercy. Um, you know, those, those gifts. Tell me about grace. Like, so you studying, learning, I mean, we could do an hour and a half or yeah. all day long, like right that. coach on, on <laughs> grace. But what does that mean to you? Like personally in the profession you're in, just in your studying and seeing who God is that word grace. It's, it's one we throw around, right? That amazing grace. Yeah. I mean, it's, listen, it's something that I didn't really understand earlier in life. And like, I just didn't get it. Like, and, it, and, um, you know, take it a step further as grace, then you have your, your self-forgiveness, you have your self-compassion. And then, you know, I'm a, I just really started to look at from that perspective is like how I view God and is going to be how I view myself and how I view myself is how I'm going to treat other people. And I'm a firm believer that the way we treat other people is really the way we treat ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, for a long time, my, my I, I, you know, for a long time, like my faith was good. Like I, I would read, I would go to church, I would, but I, I didn't, have the right view of God. I had my view of God. Like I had it, like, it was almost like a check the box type thing or a win loss type thing. And I felt like the area that could bridge my relationship with them was like grace, like understanding my imperfections, understanding that I am a sinner, understanding that I'm made different, understanding that there's nothing I can do um, to change the way he feels about me. And I think that also stems from like the competitive environment that we're in is like, we're always used to earning something. We're always used mm. to playing for a win. We're and then like, I just grew up that way is like competitive, uh, everything, there's a win or a loss to everything. And so when you apply that competitive nature to your faith, it just creates a lot of, um, you know, for me, anxiety, stress, and, and like just separation from Christ. And so when I was able to really go down the, uh, the road to grace and understanding that I can't earn it, I don't have to be competitive. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not a win or loss. It, this is it's an acceptance, um, and you know I feel like that's one of the virtues that we could really show each other in in the world today is that um, because you have to be able to look at yourself, you have to be able to give yourself compassion, you have to understand yourself, you have to take on something that you can't earn. You got to give that to others. That's got to be so hard for a competitor, though. I think. I mean, even for me, who played like community college basketball, you know, and even yeah. working at ESPN, I, I had this competitive drive to want to be the best. It's so hard. I got to imagine as a guy who played played at a high level in college, and then now obviously coaching. That's got to be so difficult. No, I mean, just to like fundamentally say, like, there's nothing I can do to win that faith, with the exception of like surrender. 
Right. right. And so that's where grace led me to next was like this, this principle of like surrendering this principle of, um, you know, you can't, you don't have to earn it. You have to surrender yourself. You, you know, you, you, you come to Christ so yourself can die and really understanding that. And that led me to like, you know, this, this tug of war between like humility and pride, right? Like, mm. I mean, I feel like that's something that people talk about all the time and it's like, what is true humility? And like, you know, and I can honestly say, like, the more I start to learn, the more I'm like, man, I'm way more prideful than I thought I was. Yeah, most of <laughs> and, us are. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm nowhere near the humility that Jesus talks about, but it's the it's the process towards that. It's the but you know, it's understanding how to get to those things. And so that, that was like the natural progression was like, you know, I grew up Catholic, I, I grew up in the church, um, you know. And then I went from that to like, I really had to understand grace. And when I had the ability to understand grace, I understood surrender. When I understood surrender, I understood like the balance of pride and humility, where it plays into my heart and where it plays into my relationship with Christ. And, um, you know, I think we all have to be selfish in our relationship with God because we're, we're a reflection of how we treat ourselves and we're a reflection of how we view God. How does that help you tune out the noise? Because you, you, the role that you're in and the team that you work with and the team that I've rooted for for many years and the team that so many people in Boston root for, that's just so much coming at you with the role that you have. And yet, like you said, your, your, your foundation of your faith is found on surrender and grace. How do you be, how do you tune all that out? Funny. I don't think you can. I don't think you, I don't think you tune it all out. You know, Jesus didn't tune it out. Like right. he, he he disappeared for moments at times for prayer for meditation you know whether it was a day or two days or three days but then he also inserted himself right in the middle of the noise yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah. Uh, and so i you know i don't i'm not saying that you should naturally like go out there and seek it out but i think at the end of the day it's not something you can completely eliminate i think you have to uh find the balance uh i think you have to understand the position that you're in but i think it comes down to just that that commitment to like, this is exactly where uh, God has brought my family and I, this is exactly where we are. And whatever happens here is, is exactly what's supposed to happen along the way. And, um, you know, up until this point, my wife and I and our family have tried to just do that, like just be where God wants you to be, yeah. have an understanding of it. And everything that comes your way it has the opportunity to help you uh, in some capacity. And you know, listen, like even with the noise, like sometimes the noise is a little bit right. Like I think everybody's at least 10% right. right? Sure. Like yeah. there's no one that's, there's no one that's a hundred percent right. And there's no one that's a hundred percent wrong. Right. And the book that really helped me with that is Ecclesiastes. Like that's my favorite book because it's like the, mm. it's the, it's the perfect book of like duality of like balance, like everything matters and it's the most important thing, but then it doesn't matter at all at the same time. Uh, because I feel like that's like the natural competitive, uh, you know, space that you live in is like that book of like, you know, it, it matters. You have to do it. It's so important, but then it doesn't matter anymore. We're talking to Joe Mazzula here on Sports Spectrum, the head coach of the Celtics. I want to ask you about discipleship for you. Like just as a follower of Christ, we can't do this, this life alone. I was just on a Bible study this morning that talked about Jesus didn't do this thing. He could have, but he didn't do this thing alone during the time that he was on this earth. What does discipleship look like for you? Just like you said, getting in God's word, church, but even people surrounding you that can encourage you and help you and, and help you grow in your faith. I think it's just, listen, like leadership, the Bible, like 
what's in the Bible is the same thing that's in corporations. It's the same thing that's in businesses. They're just not labeled biblical values, but I think they're all the same. And so I think discipleship is more about just the, like, can you have a level of consistency to who you are as a person? Um, and then can you have things that you're striving for? And then can you just work with other people? And, hmm. you know, naturally those values will come out and the people that look at life through uh, the lens of Christianity, will see them as Christian values. And the people that don't, which is perfectly fine, they'll see them as leadership values. But, you know, they're all the same. Uh, it's just a matter of the lens in which we look at them. And so, you know, I don't get caught up in as much about, like, making sure people know that I'm a Christian. That, that's not important. It's not as important. It is in certain spaces. And I think sure. it's important that people know that it's important to me. But at the end of the day, me, me, and the values that I'm expressing are no different than someone who might not be a follower, but he may be expressing those same values. And it's a matter of like finding that connection. Um, that to me is like discipleship is like, can you find the connection with people regardless of who they are or where they're at in their life and just work together towards a common goal? One of the things I've noticed about you too is the platform that you have, you know, after every game, there is a press conference and there's Joe Missoula answering questions from the media about the game, win or loss. And oftentimes I've seen, particularly this year, because you've been the head coach, your opportunities to incorporate your faith, not to force it on anybody ever. But people will ask you questions like, tell me about being a head coach. And you'll say, I'm not a head coach. That's not where I, my identity is found. And I'm thinking, I know what Joe is doing there when he says that. Do you recognize or have you recognized, especially this last year, the platform that you have and the opportunity to to be as intentional, I'll say, about your faith as, as possible? I'll tell you what, when um, this opportunity first arised and I got in the position that I'm in, I probably tried to run from that platform more than, it, than run mm. towards it. Yeah. Um, you know, from the standpoint of like, you go back to identity and purpose. And so when I graduated from college, I, you know, I... Like I said, like I didn't have a pure identity. I didn't have a pure purpose. But I kind of hid emotionally, you know, because I was like, okay, this is who I was. I don't necessarily love all the areas of my life. And so I need to recommit to uh, Christ, I need to recommit to my identity and purpose and what he wants for me. So I kind of went into this like emotional, like just kind of like cave, but where like I'm just going to work on myself. I'm not going to like get too caught up um in anything else and and uh you know when i got this job it's like boom like you're just you emotionally are like exposed and yeah. physically exposed mentally exposed spiritually exposed so like all these exposures and at first it was really hard to like take on and i was kind of like ah like no i'm good like i don't want to do this or that and you know as you start to realize and you start to understand the platform and the opportunity that you have i do think it's important to take on some of those uh but you also don't want to you don't want to like rule them. And, right. um, yeah. you know, I think it's a matter of how you I think it's just a matter of how you live. Um, and again, like I say that the good and the bad, like I'm not afraid to admit that uh, my sins or my imperfections or the areas where I screw up because like that's life. And um, there's like we talked about at the beginning of this podcast is like this is who he came for people like me and uh, yeah. to help me figure it out. So, um, you know, embracing that platform. Uh, is something that I want to get a little bit better at at the same time, just trying to be who I am. Absolutely. All right. Let me ask you a question about, um, I think there was a moment as you talked about in the press conferences and recognizing, you know, your platform last year, and it was right at the end of the season. It was in between your guys coming back from Oh three against Miami, but it was, you were asked about how you stay calm and how are you kind of 
you know, keeping yourself in a place where you're not so worked up over trying to make this comeback. And you talked about this moment where you really, you shared your faith a little bit too, but you went and saw a couple people, a couple girls who were battling cancer. And I'm just curious at whatever level you're comfortable with on sharing a little bit about what that experience was like and maybe how that impacted your walk with Christ. And I could tell that obviously it did because you even responded, do you really want to know? Which I thought was really interesting in the way that you responded to the guy's question. And because that was something that was going to take you on a different path than just talking about watching film or whatever that a normal coach would do to get ready for the next game. Yeah, I mean, listen, like, um, there's two sides to this. There's the uh, the empathetic and the pain and the suffering side of watching people have to go through um, things that are out of their control and things that they can't um, fix, so to speak, right? Yeah. And um, things that happen in life that are just kind of unexplainable, right? There's that side of it. And there's the other side of like the gratitude and the perspective. And I felt like I was able to feel both of those. And I, I was grateful to God because he gave me the opportunity to really see what life is all about. And when you get into the playoffs, you know, it is like this, I don't know, this 90 days of just go, go, go. And you put your head down and and you try to make it as if like it's a life or death situation. But yeah. Um, and in some capacities it is for lack of a better term, but then you, God gives me this opportunity to see life from a different perspective. And it's like, there are people, you know, this fight's going to be over whether we win or lose, but there are people who are fighting for their lives, like really. Um, and so I was able to feel that. Um, and then to go back to the platform piece, like I was any opportunity, you don't want to rob people of the opportunity to bring them hope or a little bit of joy or a little bit of peace. And, um, I had the ability uh, you know, to just, you know, offer up hope, um, offer up joy, offer up love. And I was grateful to God for that. And and I think I said in that is like, I became better person just by interacting with them. Yeah. And, um, and I was grateful for that. And so it, it was twofold. I mean, it was hard to see people at a young age have to go through stuff. Um, at the same time, you try to take as much good out of it as you can. And, and uh, I'm grateful to those families uh, because they really helped me. One of the things that you mentioned earlier was, you know, how to be intentional about your faith. A couple of times you've raised your hand up and there's a wristband. I, I noticed it. it says John 330 on it. That's actually the life verse of our entire ministry at Sports Spectrum of he must increase the increase in Christ and the decrease of self. And, and, you know, he must increase. We must decrease. Why do you wear that? particular you got a lot of bracelets on but why that one because that's that's being open and intentional coach right if somebody comes up to you and says hello and you've got that on immediately to me i'm thinking okay this guy this guy's wearing that bracelet for a reason so why that why that why that one goes back to what i told you before any chance i have to to institute pride and make it about myself i just I'm, you know it's just natural human tendency right is uh you know um but i think it's understanding that like when you get into highly successful situations or high failure situations, you have a tendency to make it about you. How is this affecting me? Um, how does this win? What does this win do for me? Or how is this lot? Like you can just, it's so easy to turn um, to our nature, right? Uh, to the flesh. And um, just having a reminder and understanding that like at those times, you always have a choice and you can choose that path or you can choose his path to where, you know, you double down on faith, you double down on trust, you double down on uh, the courage that it takes and and you allow it to go where it goes. Right. 
Um, and the, my favorite book for that is Job. Like that to me, like I'm big on duality sure. and understanding both sides of the coin. And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think you can have love without hate. Um, if you can't understand both of those, I don't think you can have, uh, you know, peace, you know, without noise. And so Job right there, like, um, you know, the first couple of chapters are about all the good things he's done in his life. And, and like the devil just challenges straight up and is like, he's only faithful because he has everything. Yeah. And, you know, the second you take it away, what are you? And so just can we at the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows not make it about us and keep our eyes and our hearts focused on what really matters? And so that's kind of a long answer to like why I have that. Um, and as I said, started out like I'm not perfect at it by any means, but it's good to at least have a reminder. Yeah. Well, the good thing is, Coach, we haven't had anybody here on this podcast in over five years. It's been perfect. So that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this too. I happened to share a sermon yesterday morning at my church here in Connecticut, and I was going through Matthew 3 and Matthew 4 on identity. And I was talking about how, you know, God labels and looks at Jesus as his son, you know, beloved son in whom I'm well pleased before he does any miracles. Like he says, this is my son. He labels him. And then the devil right away in the next verse tries to tempt him in the wilderness and say, if you are the son of God, I'll give you all of these things. And it feels like temptation can come in the way. How do you how do you avoid that? And I, that wristband certainly helps. And that and that verse, John three thirty, certainly is a great reminder. How do you again? That goes back to I think staying in, in connection with Christ. But how does that, as we wind down here, maybe tying a, a ribbon a bow on this conversation with identity? How does that resonate with you and seeing that you know this is who Joe Mazula is, my beloved son? Oh, I mean the people I have around me, like that that is how you that's how that's how i've learned um over the years of like you can do it on your own you can do it without christ but you can't um you you need christ and you need others and so i've just been very fortunate at every juncture of my life i've always had great people around me um whether it's coaches whether it's friends whether it's uh, my wife my kids the people that i work with here with the celtics the players like i have never had bad people around me. And I really feel like that's from God. And so like, if I can wake up every day and be surrounded by the people that I'm surrounded by, um, that, that, that's the number one thing that like gets me up every morning, like ready to go, yeah. um, you know, is the opportunity that God has given me and the environment that I'm around because of the people that, that, that I have. That was Joe Mazzulla, Boston Celtics head coach. He joined us back in October, early October, right before the season started. Love talking to him and so grateful that he took some time to join us on Sports Spectrum. This has been incredible. All week long to look back at our favorite episodes with Patty Gasso from Oklahoma, Kirk Cousins from the Vikings, George Foreman, the heavyweight champ, Brock Purdy from the 49ers, and today Joe Mazzulla from the Celtics. God has been good to Sports Spectrum this year. God has been good to me personally as well. I continue to trust him. I continue to believe that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And I'll continue as long as I'm alive and willing and able to point people to Christ. And if it means doing it through sports, which is what I get to do with Sports Spectrum right now, even better. Because I believe sports is a wonderful place to see the gospel lived out each and every day. We thank you so much for your support all year long with Sports Spectrum. I hope you had an incredible Christmas and Christmas week, and I hope you have an amazing 2024. 
Happy New Year. And we will see you with a brand new episode in the new year coming up on Monday, January 1st here on Sports Spectrum. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest of your year. And we'll see you soon.